Welcome to My COVID Diary. My name is Andrea Hardacre and this is My COVID Diary. Like everybody else worldwide, I'm trying to get to grips with a whole new lifestyle during the corona pandemic. I decided to chart my journey here. March 6th, 2020. The early morning light poked its fingers through my shutters at 5am this morning. There was no point going back to sleep, so instead I clambered out of bed. Something's been wrestling about in me. It's been there for weeks, and in the early morning silence, I decided to try to figure out what it was. It feels like a stifled scream. Rage, grief, disbelief, horror, empathy, sorrow. The whole package. I've tried to ignore it, plough on, pretend it's not there. But it is. Just realising what it is has already made me feel better. I think being in lockdown has almost given me a strange sense of what's going on out there. I'm safe in my house. I can carry on carrying on. But then, as I've mentioned before, I turn on the news and remember. The horror of what's happening can feel too much. It's incomprehensible. So I bury myself in my home again, telling myself it'll all be okay and try to forget. Is this the best way to be? Who knows? There aren't that many options and there's certainly no handbook. I envy those who are able to sew to help those in the front line by stitching masks and gowns or knitting hearts for those who are suffering. How good would it feel to be at home and doing something useful? I don't have those skills, so I have to keep reminding myself that I am doing something. I'm staying at home, waiting it out. My something seems small, but it's all I've got. And once again, I only have to look at the horror facing our NHS staff to whip me out of any sort of downward thinking. Yesterday it was announced that many of them would be offered counselling for some time to help them deal with what they've been seeing. I think that's the crux of all this. I've heard it said, and have even said myself, that there are more deaths from poverty or flu than corona in this country. But from what I can see right now, we're a bit further down the line, and the problem is that corona is so contagious. It fills up beds and ventilators. It's random in how it affects its hosts, and it's definitely having an adverse effect on our NHS staff. So getting back to that prickly question of whether or not we should be in lockdown when our economy is going to pop, it seems like it might be the only valid option. As for me, I'm trying to just let everything sink in. I don't have time for rage. It really doesn't serve much of a purpose. And I don't want to be another angry voice in the world. Heaven forbid I become another pious one. I'm so sick of people preaching via social media, all of them so self-assured, always assuming the high road, believing without question they're right. If you challenge them, they climb even higher up the righteous ladder. Piousness seems to be infectious. I don't even know if people realise they're doing it anymore. It's so commonplace. And... I don't even know if I'm doing it right now. I could be. 
But I think it was Nelson Mandela who said there was a difference between being right and ending right. One focuses on the past and is all about ego. The other focuses on the future and what a person is ultimately trying to achieve. I found a quote from him that sums things up. He said, A good leader can engage in a debate frankly and thoroughly, knowing that at the end he and the other side must be closer and thus emerge stronger. You don't have that idea when you're arrogant, superficial and uninformed. Now, isn't that a thing? Emerging from a debate with a sense that you're closer to the other side? It often occurs to me that politicians from different parties and those who support them are actually much closer in their way of thinking than they'd ever care to admit. Why do I have to see someone with opposing views to mine as the enemy? Why don't I try to understand how they reached their conclusion about the best way to run society so that I have a better chance of working with them to sort things out? I have an inkling that most people do what they think is right. And if people, me included, learn how to actually engage and debate properly without acting like spoiled schoolchildren, then we might live in a far better society. You may well be shouting at your podcaster right now. No, but what about so-and-so? He's a complete whatever. Is he though? How well do you actually know so-and-so? I once was reading a post where a friend was slagging off a Tory minister. Someone came on to reply that she was actually related to said minister and he was actually a very kind and generous person who did a lot for his local community and was doing what he thought was best. I have to admit, up until that point I was kind of enjoying his public slagging and then I thought hard about it. I didn't know the man concerned and neither did any of those prepared to berate him. Could it be that he was just doing what he thought was best? What were his reasons, his motivations? I didn't know enough about him to jump and judge. And that's the point. If someone says or does something that is generally seen as wrong in society, is it really fair of me to judge their entire personality on that one thing? There are so many labels ending in isms these days, it's hard to keep count. And the minute I see an ism, I find that I'm ready to write that person off. But wait, aren't we all flawed at some level? Does one ism, whatever it may be, define an entire person? Do I have my own isms? By labelling people and turning my back on them, isn't there a risk that I'm shutting them down, shaming them into silence, when if perhaps I'd probe deeper, I may have been able to question their thinking, tease out whatever it was that led them to that way of thinking and find some common ground. Maybe I should actually seek the people who I think are most opposite to me in the way I think. Maybe that's how I would really learn. I have to just say that obviously the quote about emerging closer than ever during conflict in no way applies to sibling squabbles, especially over who it was that jumped on the landing back in 1982, causing an almighty crash and their mother to threaten the slipper. It so wasn't me. I had to just put that out there to make my sister smile.
I have to also say that I do have a shady history of judging those with opposing views to mine and writing them off as isms. But just now, I'm thinking everything through. I seem to have a lot of time on my hands. <laughs> <laughs>